Uh, welcome to Back to the Footy. This is episode 18 of season two, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean. Thanks, Michael. Uh, and what a pleasant, pleasant weekend of football we all enjoyed. It was a... Uh, oh, look, if you read the media, it was the, the most intriguing, most mysterious, most uh, game-shaping round of football that there's been for a long time. <laughs> Don't you reckon that there was uh, a, there was hype about yeah, this? Yeah, there was, and I think these last three weeks are just going to be fantastic. They and, are. Um, you, we, you can be sort of cynical about the whole socialist approach to football, allowing all teams, da, 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 da. but the reality is, it's so much better than most leagues of sport around the world, which are just basically who has money, you know, tends to be buy best players and wins. Whereas yeah. this, just about everybody has a has a chance. Just about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> is that the same in, in socialism? You know, if it's, if it's run to perfection, are there still a couple of West Coasts, a couple of North Melbournes? Oh, yeah. Look. The, and, the rest, and the rest of society looks at them and goes, everyone's got to have their turn. Yeah, some of the peasantry out the back of Omsk and things like that and Archangel, they were probably thinking around about, you know, 1921. You know, this... This hasn't gone necessarily that well. To mm-hmm. We are the peasantry. We are the people. And, uh, you know, I'm just struggling for underwear and, uh, and yeah. root vegetables, really. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's sad, but sometimes, you know, yeah, not everybody gets included. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's not the... It's, well, the greatest good, it's utilitarian, this, this sort of league that we've got. It is, I think, and it's, um, it's... Most number of teams are doing mostly okay. Yeah, and if you look at Hawthorne at the weekend, I think that's ample proof that yeah, yeah. The, the AFL are um, uh, doing a good job. Oh, and, West Coast. Um, yeah, West Coast, you know, yeah. played, uh, you know, played some good football. Uh, North played good football for a half. Yeah. And, um, and, and a lot of what they did was really pleasing. So... Um, Oh, I feel so positive after the weekend. I'm positive about a whole lot of things. Cock-a-hoop. Oh, cock-a-hoop. <laughs> now, Michael, I'm referring, of course, to um, uh, the theologian, uh, Michael Savitas, uh, the Spanish theologian of the 1500s, who um, ran up against it very, very badly uh, in uh, uh, round about... Ooh, well, about 1550 to 1553, things didn't go so well. Right. But, and, and you know, to his, to his detriment, uh, ran up against John Calvin, the great, Ooh, okay. uh, you know, reforming... Port Adelaide coach. Oh, no, the coach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John Calvin. Um, yeah, John Calvin, a hard liner, mm. very hard line. He was sort of the Dennis Pagan of the religious world around about then, <laughs> I think he... He was brooking no sort of views other than, you know, his own. Oh, no. Yeah, no, okay. Um, and he said... And instead I, of Pagan's Paddock, it was <laughs> Calvin's, <laughs> Calvin's yeah. Corner. Oh, well, so uh, who, who was... was Cal, Calvin was the hard line you're talking oh, about. Oh, very hard line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I never realised. Didn't they live on a hill like they all gathered? Well, they, they saw Geneva as the sort of yeah. uh, beacon on the hill yeah. of, uh, of, of, you know, to the point where... I think sort of it's like they were going to be saved and the rest of the human race was just doomed to, you know, the eternal fires sort of thing. It was very much an us and them system as, mm. um, you know, some organised religions are. Would that make um, Ross Lyon... Oh, who's the most conservative coach in the AFL? Like, would that be... Would that be oh, your Martin Luther? I th- very defensive. Very defensive. Yeah. And not a particularly nice person, Martin Luther. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Gee. Yeah. Um, but what what said very very late on in his life it was uh, he said, and I quote: "We know that even the chosen ones are not exempt from sometimes being wrong." And I thought about us, mm. and uh, over the last few weeks when we've carried on about Port Adelaide and Collingwood and mm. oh maybe Brisbane and Melbourne, are, oh you know they're mm. definitely second best and. There's other, t- well, I think sometimes, you know, we might have actually, might have to say, we weren't completely accurate in our, the way we thought things were going to pan oh, out. Not, not many people saw these last two weeks coming to Collingwood and Port. No, I don't think we're alone in that. No. That's for sure. Um, he rather paid for his views in that 
by the end of Michael. Yeah, by the end of the Me. time he'd been airing his views, uh, his views made him abhorrent basically to both Catholics and Protestants, and they burnt him at the stake. Is that right? They chained him up and burnt him at the stake. But here's the interesting bit. Yeah. Do you know what they used for fuel for the for the pyre that they burnt him on? No. Copies of his own books. Oh, what a slap in the face. <laughs> wow. Yeah, isn't that... Yeah, we, we find not only you abhorrent, your views abhorrent, but we're going to burn every copy of every book that you've ever had published. And this is, lo this is not long post-Gutenberg, so, mm -hmm. you know, they really would have had to hunt around for books. Yeah. Um, to would've. get enough to burn a, you know... You'd be annoyed because you'd... Uh, so they were, they were made with a printing press at this point. Yes. Okay. I think so. But still, a printing press back then took a long, a long time. It did. So to be the same as like having a, a ten thousand word, exegesis, uh, so. uh, just torn up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Many times over. Yes. Oh, he said something else that I thought when I read, I was reading about him. I thought, oh, this is you. Because I've actually heard about him in a, in a, in a podcasty thing, but he said, nothing can be found in the intellect if not previously found in the senses. And I thought of you as an artist and musician. Oh, thanks, mate. Thought, Isn't that a nice thing to say? I reckon that's, um, that's a good idea for a T-shirt. Just the first half of it. Nothing can be yeah. found in the You'd intellect. You'd attract a certain type of person, I think, with that T-shirt. Imagine walking around and people walking, nothing can be found in the intellect. And you'd get people from, of all sorts just going... Yeah, nothing can be found in the intellect. <laughs> and then they turn around. Oh, he's just an art artist. He's, he's just an artist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you say that Craig McRae is your Joseph Smith then? Oh. <laughs> just leading the people, yeah. le leading his people across the, the, uh, the promise, to the promised land. Yes, yes. Salt Lake uh, Very much Lexus the... Centre. <laughs> Salt Lake Lexus Centre. Yeah, well, I I sort of hope that when he got there, unlike when I've been to Salt Lake City, that at least, at least Craig McRae could at least you know have a beer and mm. you know, a few things like that, which are a little thin on the ground in yeah, Salt Lake City. Yeah. But he's definitely led the people, hasn't he? Mm. He's led them west to the promised land. Yeah, I just hope he might have lost a couple of soldiers over the weekend. And yeah, um, having said what you ooh. just said there, though, that remind I think actually Joseph Smith was. Um, was uh, beverage in 2016. Yes. You remember that year when he led all the... They had the pilgrimage up to Greater Western <laughs> Sydney for the prelim and he cooked them all breakfast or something? Yep. That was the Joe Smith moment. Oh, yeah. Great story. I, I was in the Mormon Museum a few years ago oh, yeah. and I found a particularly interesting exhibit. The, uh, during the Great Trek, which I think is called something like yeah. the Great Trek, it's not imaginative, you know. Yeah, it. no, definitely. This isn't a... Is, this with is with all due up. respects, this is not a funny religious grouping, particularly. <laughs> There's not a lot of stand-up Mormon work being done, I don't think. And, uh, but one of the women on the Great Trek had not only acted as the amateur dentist, but she, but she kept all of the teeth. Oh, really? She extracted from everybody on the Trek, kept them in a jar. So There's this big jar of teeth. There you go. You get to see that in every no, museum. You do not. No. Mm. no. Now, okay, yeah, well, uh, Sean, uh, of course, comes from the, uh, the great 2022 Drivers' Champion of uh, the, uh, what do we call this, the Formula One Powerboat World Championship. <laughs> I'm not familiar with uh, this. Well, you should be, because I know that you're Hobart's newest uh, motor yacht uh, <laughs> club member. And I thought... Oh, yeah, I, I remember 1672. There you go. And I thought, um, when you told me that, my, my mind went to um, a type of boat that I've seen in, like, the Guinness Book of World Records for water speed records and things like that. But it's not really that at all, is it? No, it's more just your cruising. Just cruising down to uh, Den, Den, Denton's uh, Point and back. And <laughs> I have a slight confession to make, really. I get seasick basically walking down the jetty to get on a boat. Oh, right. And, um, and I've purely joined up as the social member. For the cheap beer. For <laughs> and the meat tray. 
I love a meat tray raffle. <laughs> oh, yeah, who doesn't? Ah, oh, and I was there. I was there having dinner the other night. And, you know, first time. It was my first time as a member eating there, you know. Mm. So I went the, um, the discriminator of all, of all meals, you know, first time at a, at a normal restaurant. Palmy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, go to the... Well, it, it's the tester. Oh, yeah, it's the it litmus. is. It's the litmus it's, test. It's the litmus of all... Yeah. All, yeah, no, it was a good, a good palmy. Oh, good. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, 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 the bill came. I got discount after discount. Did you? Sixteen seventy eight. Is that what you are? Sixteen seventy two. Sixteen seventy two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, at one point during the evening, yeah, the lovely Anne referred to me as member sixteen forty two. Oh, I had to correct her. Yeah, you're not you're not a long standing member. Ooh. No, no. But in a flurry of enthusiasm, I also bought $10 worth of tickets in the meat tray. And looking at the list, and you had to put your name down on the thing, and it was on 1 to 100, and I thought, this is all right. I've got five tickets, you know. Mm. I've got a you know, 5% chance. You're a man of, of the thinking, numbers. Oh, yeah. gee whiz, this is... I reckon I'm, you know... Yeah. Uh, I didn't realise that it was actually... A, there were two other pages. It went up to 300. Oh, yeah. yeah so No, no dice. Oh, no, it was a really nice meat tray as well. Was it? I was very envious of the winners. Okay. I once got um, got food poisoning from a meat tray oh. that we won at the, the Globe Hotel. Oh, right. Hobart. Yeah. Yeah, that's not we, good advertising. No, oh, sorry, the Globe. But, well, I haven't been there since, and it was 2007, I think. But we oh. were all, um, you know, before having kids and all that, and we won this meat tray. And um, it was a combination of a poor meat tray and also I don't think we got to it for, you know, we couldn't all assemble to share in that because mm. it was a joker jackpot syndicate that we had we were going to win the jackpot oh yeah mm. oh anyway long story short um everyone got sick and uh <laughs> many of them are now vegetarian oh. <laughs> so and, sean uh, thank I, you to our uh, sponsors, yeah, the, globe sponsors hotel. the globe i should just um sean's did i say his full name before because you know just in case he's listening it's uh sean torrent all right or it's got an e at the end so maybe it's torrent Torrente. Anyway, it's from the Abu Dhabi team, which are, who are powerhouses in the Formula One powerboat world oh, they championship, are. They are. As, as you know. No doubt sponsored by the uh, the Red Bull. Mm. They are not. Well, they are. You know that. No, I just, just any, assume anything it. to do with yeah. massive amounts of power generally has Red Bull, Red Bull associated yeah, with exactly. it. Yeah. Did you watch any football at the weekend? Oh, I watched the Saints game. Mm. Um, I actually went up to Sydney for a, a little musical engagement, so I didn't get to watch a lot. But I saw the Saints game, and um, it was not—I haven't yet heard it described as being unwatchable, as as with eight or nine of our other games. But I did hear it described as a dirty, ugly game. <laughs> and the commentators at the time were—they were up and about. I mean, I was enjoying it. The first half was actually quite good to watch, mm. but apparently, the Independent Observer. Oh, upon, a dirty, ugly game. Upon reflection, not oh, so I, didn't, good. I didn't think it was. I watched. I watched quite a lot of it, and I thought it was. Um, yeah, I thought it was quite a pleasant game to watch. I watched um, highlights of the Hawks and Pirates, uh, and I watched. Oh, hi- I watched highlights of all the Saturday geez, night games. That was a good game. To good game. Well, tell me about the games. Tell the listeners. Um, Richmond. I no, no. I had no real interest after the first quarter. It was pretty obvious that Richmond put the cue in the rack. And I spoke to a fervent Richmond supporter yesterday. Uh, uh, friend Peter, who I went to the footy with, uh-huh. and um, he said that they... Uh, Peter Rundle? No, 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 oh. Pete, Pete uh, Cornish, friend of the show. Okay. And uh, he said he thought them resting Dusty and Koch was uh, a bit of a ploy. They thought they maybe couldn't win that one. Oh, right. And... Um, They've got some winnable games coming up. Winnable games coming right, up. Right, They're hoping to win all three. Okay. Um, we'll discuss Eston and West Coast a little bit later. I think a lot of the other games... I've written in my notes. I wrote next to them, expected. Yep. Because I expected Adelaide to get over the Gold Coast. I kind of expected. I mean, I expected Melbourne to get over North eventually, and North were brave. Hats yep. off to North. Gee, they gave it a crack in the first half. Yeah. It's just a bit of. Uh, I was watching at one point. I focused on um, uh, Alex Nell Bullen and his opponent, who was uh, Jackson Archer, mm. Glenn's son. Mm. And it really, the body shapes and types mm. and things, it was man and boy. Yeah. I don't think, you know, Bourne's the greatest footballer in the world, and maybe this 
boy at this stage isn't, you know, he's just mm. new. And, but I thought, mm. but gee, in terms of just sheer bulk to win the ball yep. in and under, yep. yeah, that was always going to go that way. Uh-huh. Um, I was really hoping Freo would get over Brisbane, but again, a little bit of class came to the fore at the end. And, mm. Yeah, a bit of an expected one there. Yeah. Were you expecting... I don't know what to expect from GWS and Sydney, but I just came away thinking after GWS that game... to win. Well, yeah, they're, they're so even, those two teams. Mm, mm. Yeah. They are so, even, just like the numbers 10 and 11 are even. You know, very close to being even. Because that's about where they're going to... One's odd and one's even. That's where they're going to finish on the... Oh, okay. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that they're... Like the, the, the Giants, they can't beat Sydney at home. No. I know Sydney made the grand final last year. But they year, can beat Geelong at yeah. Geelong. I think that's a bit of a strange one, mm. that one. But I think performance of the week, undoubtedly. Hawthorne. Yep. Um, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I really liked Hawthorne. Uh, they're heading in the right direction 100%. Yeah. Um, they're being coached really well. I think North are being coached really well and they'll get better. Uh, West Coast. Oh, they'll be right. The only team, really, I think, that I was really thought of the weekend, and we'll talk more about it perhaps in the second quarter. Oh, Essendon. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Poor Essendon. Don't want to end on a down note. I want to know um, if if Fly is um, or or Beveridge are the Joe Smiths, mm. and um, you've got your. You've got your Calvins and your Luthers. Mm. Who is um, David Koresh? <laughs> Was that his name? <laughs> is, is that the Texas? The Waco. Waco. Yeah. Just, the uh, Branch Davidian. Oh, so yeah. who, who, who's like taken, the, taken a club down oh, with them? Oh, gee, there have been a few. Yeah. But I think we should come back in the second okay, quarter yeah. and I've, I reckon we'll I, can, that one. I can suggest one yeah. or two. All yeah. right. Well, Brian Jones. Is that the other one? Brian Jones sounds massacre. Yeah. Nice band. Good, good band, but massacre. There's a yeah, not a great massacre. Documentary about it. Mm. Is there ever a great massacre? No. <laughs> well, no, we'll leave Spartans it. are obviously pleased with themselves yeah, and yeah. things like that, but you know, uh, a vast amount of unnecessary loss of life. <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing to cheer about in 2022, <laughs> mate. Or three. Or three. Wouldn't, wouldn't have thought so. We'll be back in a sec. And welcome back to the second quarter. I'm here with my co-host, Sean, who's been just considering. Oh. Uh, is there such a thing as, <laughs> as a good massacre? And and if so, which, which AFL coach is the equivalent of... Uh, David Koresh. I had to go back in the memory 10 years or so there, but I'm, I'm nominating uh, Mark Neald, Melbourne, Melbourne coach. Who, right. Uh, uh, to say his tenure was, was, was not a positive one would be an understatement, I think. Mm-hmm. He uh, basically, yeah, prior to Rusey sort of taking over, he sort of burnt the house down and he was prone to that sort of um, cult leader thing that you see with everybody from Koresh through, to, through Hitler through whatever, where the veins in the neck were going out and the face mm. was getting redder and just outbursts and tirades mm. of, uh, you know, of proportions, which were ju- sort of just embarrassing. Really. Mm. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't a, wasn't a successful tenure. No. Took the club down. Yeah, I wonder if there's an equivalent for um, at the Saints for Malcolm Blight's nine month stay. Um, he, he didn't burn anything down. He just kind of just no, didn't, didn't show up. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he was, was. Yeah, a lot was promised. He was more the saviour. He was more the saviour in the three days where he was in the tomb. Like, yeah. just, he was nowhere to be seen. He was the promise of the saviour, rather than yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's sort of a second coming version, which. A lot of people talked about, and people were sure the second coming was coming and is coming. Mm. It hasn't come. No. No. How much bleaker do things have to get? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, Controversy Corner. Oh, before Controversy Corner, oh, Saturday night, I went to the 21st of the Student of the Game. Did you? Yes, I did. Ah. Yes, it was lovely. 
The student. Uh, 21 years Lucy. old. Oh, the student of the game. Yes, turned 21. Yeah. And um, happy birthday. Oh, look, it was, just, it was a great night. Uh, love Boyle. And um, yeah, it was dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I failed to participate. You didn't? No. Why not? I can't. Yeah. No, I, I possibly would regard myself as the world's most embarrassing dancer. You remember that the Woody Harrelson film, The White Man Can't Jump? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the white man can't dance. I I make the I make the Tassie two step look, you know, fight Fred Astaire, basically. I just no, I'm no good at all. And uh, meanwhile, the lovely Anne moves around like sort of, uh, you know... A gazelle. A, oh, a modern-day Stevie Nicks. Yes. Just, just, oh. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just wisping it up with the handwork. Beautiful. I oh, See, I, no, this is touching a little trigger point for me because you can dance. Everyone can dance. It's like someone saying, I, I can't sing. Now, it's like people say they can't, you I, know, they, a, can, they can't write a good novel. I'm a man who, they, can, they I'm a man who can dance. But chooses not to. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I feel really uncomfortable dancing. And, um, and I, I'm sure I can. I mean, I'm a musician. I'm sure I can put my feet down at the right time. Mm. Society over the years has just told me, don't dance, Dave. Oh, Sean. Sean. And, uh, <laughs> Michael. Am I, am Michael, yeah. And, uh, Sean Michael. Oh. And, uh, and so I do it. I do it with my kids because I know that I, don't, I want them to see that you can dance. You don't oh, really? have to look good. Oh no, I've I've never even danced in front of my kids. I'd be just I'd be no. Yeah. I would have been worried when they were younger that it just I'd frighten them. Arlo rocks some really good, interesting moves. He's a fellow who thinks differently. <laughs> and he and he's got I've got some good You footage. do see people just who are a bit different yeah. dancing to the, you know, to, to the their, beat own, of their own drum. Beat of their own drum. And so it's <laughs> I all, love it though. It's he, always a good watch, that one. He doesn't do it in front of people. Like, society's got to him as well. Like, if he's, if he's at a party, he won't dance. Mm. But if he's just, if it's just us in, in the lounge room and there's a good record on. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Moves come out. Private dancer. <laughs> Hold me closer, Ooh. private. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just we're showing our age there a little bit. Yeah. Elton, Elton John and Stevie Nicks there a little bit. But oh, look, no, the controversy this weekend, uh, and the student of the game, by the way, will be on next week. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Um, he uh, hopefully had a great night. I have a couple of things that really got under my skin at the weekend. Okay. West Coast losing for a start to Essendon now I have no love for either of those teams in any way at all to mm-hmm. my mind they are even I have no bias whatsoever yep. but West Coast got dealt the worst umpiring hand that I have seen Did in they? a long time in oh, the last right. 10 minutes of that game 12 point turnarounds all sorts of things it was appalling and I can only say oh, with greatest respect to umpires if you're not up to handling your own confirmation bias, then probably you need to maybe just have a little bit more time in wow. the reviews or something like that because okay. it, the, it was so obvious that they just subconsciously thought, well, Western, they've got to win. This is West mm. Coast. They've got to win. That can't have been front-on contact because mm. Eston have got to win. Mm. And, um, yeah, that push in the back can't have been there because uh, the Eston player's gone on to kick a goal. Mm. Um, that was appalling. Uh, I'll have to go and watch the, watch uh, the replay. I was, so, I was, uh, I was uh, how many umpires have we got every week? 36. Mm. Um, I don't see any improvement from when we had 27. I saw an In fact, I see all this blocking... That, there's the fourth umpire in there is supposed to... And David King went on about this, but this is something that myself and friends have talked about. They're, this fourth umpire is supposed to stop all the blocking and holding and everything when the ball's coming into the yeah. Ford 50. It's worse than ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if... Yeah, I, I guess... As, as, as a man of barracks for... You but, see it more when it's live. Uh, yeah. Mm. And and the TV, I haven't watched a game live this year. The TV, the, the camera angles are quite um, quite close in. Yes, have they you are. noticed that? Is yeah, that yeah. yeah. You just don't annoying. get to see what happens before the lead. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, there's just oh, I guess so you never much really got to see that, that level of detail. But 
Mm. Uh, but I saw in the Saints game there was the third closest umpire to the to the forward line called a holding the ball. Um, the first the first umpire was like blindsided. Mm. Second umpire was looking somewhere else. This guy was on the halfback yeah. flank and he and he called. Yeah, I saw that. You saw yeah, it? the umpire overrode the overriding umpire who was that overrode the Saints game. The umpire. Or did I see that on no, replay think, somewhere else? Yeah, no, it wasn't the Saints game. It was right. a different game. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was the the umpire way up near the centre square. Yeah, overrode the next one who overrode the next one. Yeah, it was. Come on, it's like so. His eyes should be elsewhere. His eyes should be. Yeah, I just don't get it. Okay. Um, and while we're into controversy, I went to Blunston yesterday for Melbourne North Melbourne. Uh, massive queues at quarter time for food. Mm. Totally unnecessary in this day and age. Get your programming right. I asked for three pies. There were none in the. There were none available. But the woman, who quite quite kindly, went off and got me three pies from somewhere else. Oh really? Yeah. Came the, back. The... The person behind the counter? Yeah, came back, oh. had gave me the three pies. I took them back to uh, the, the, the lads I was with, only to find that they were completely stone cold. Yeah. So where I was supposed to take them after that to warm them up prior to getting back mm. to my seat, I'm not really sure, but yeah, they were stone cold. What did she what think you were concern- going to take them home? And- I don't know. <laughs> what concerns me was that I'm pretty... I'm very pro the Tassie foot, the whole Tassie team thing, and the and there's there were masses of Melbourne supporters there yesterday who I can only assume a good percentage of them were coming down from Melbourne for you know for a weekend and things like that, and I just thought, oh gosh, I, I don't want them going home and saying they couldn't organise a chook raffle. Oh, yeah. on the contrary, they'll go home looked, and they'll say oh, it's, this smells of of the hand of Gill just in there saying, calling up Blundstone Arena and just going. Just turn turn half your pie warmers off. I want to make sure that the experience, the client experience, is substandard, so that we uh, we get support for this stadium. Oh, gee, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, no, it just wasn't a good. It wasn't a good advert for the place at all. So. Um, Okay. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed. No, I reckon that, that could that work. That would work in the in term. Not that it makes a lick of difference what mainlanders think, but they'll go home and go. Can't have AFL football there. Well, you can't have a Tassie team there. Mm. They need a stadium. That's all right. Everything about about the Tasmanian experience for the weekend was fantastic. Yeah, as I'm sure it probably was. Yeah, but gee whiz, the footy was a bit substandard. Because the weather was good on the weekend, oh. or so I heard. This is how I heard. I was um I was up in Sydney, um, playing this playing at a concert, playing at a gig, and uh, we got back. Me and my mate who at Kirribilli House. We were well, we were staying up the road from Kirribilli House, but the gig was in Marrickville. Oh, at, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, a, at the wonderfully named <laughs> Addy Road Community Complex. Addy Road? Yeah. Oh, Addison dear. Road. Oh, I reckon that we, we all decided they missed a trick. Should have been... Because Ad- it's Addison Road. Yeah. Addison Square Garden, surely. Oh. <laughs> it would have been out of the two, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a committee meeting about it, I'm oh. sure. So Addy Road, um, yeah, it was Jerry Day. Mm-hmm. Grateful Dead, uh, Jerry Garcia. But... Um, why did I bring that up? What were we just talking about? I've got no idea. Perhaps catering wasn't up to scratch. Catering, um, footy. There was a there was a thread. There was a thread. Uh, what? The, the yeah, no. Footy. Oh no, that, that's right. The taxi driver. So we got home at to Hobart Airport, and um, I was getting a, a cab for about twenty minutes with the fellow who organised the gig, Luke, friend of the show. Hasn't listened once, but uh, <laughs> a pen pal of the show. Yeah. He. Uh, he, we're just making conversation with the cabbie. This guy's got like a leather vest on and long grey hair. And he's like um, the guy who owns the, the pawn shop in, on The Simpsons. All right. You know that guy? Yeah. A living incarnation of that person. Anyway, um, Luke goes, so uh, pretty mild. And he goes, what? <laughs> and Luke goes, oh, you know, the weather, it's been... It's been been mild like this well, we just left on Friday has it been mild like this all weekend it's like what the weather and Luke goes <laughs> yeah the weather yeah mate it's winter 
And then Luke goes, no, we, we, we live, we just, we're just wondering if it's been like that, like just this weekend, if it's been good weather. The cabbie goes, yeah, well, that's what I said. Oh. <laughs> like the most... Oh, the client experience again. Uh, yeah, there you go. The oh, weirdest... Oh, uh, gee, Yeah, that's what I said. Oh. He didn't say anything about it. Usually, oh, my experience, of, I don't go the cab, but I... My, I, I Uber a, a heck of a lot, and um, you are a modern man. Ah, <laughs> uh, and uh, my experiences with uh, Uber drivers are always extremely pleasant and positive. Uber uh, drivers different. They've got because you rate them. Yeah, the um, Cabbie, no, cabbies are normally good too. This guy was just one out of the box. Oh gosh. Yeah, I think he needs to. Uh, he needs to have a long hard look at himself. But also going back to your controversy number one, just to take a right hand turn, the umpiring. It's a hard job, umpiring. Have you ever been an umpire? Mm. Where have you umpired? Only underage. Mm. Like what? Oh, under sixteen. Baby crawling. <laughs> what are you talking under sixteens, under fourteens, that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, I get that it's a hard job, mm. but uh, so is being a surgeon. So what do you oh, do if you want to be a surgeon? <laughs> what do you do? You study really, really hard and you make sure you're really, really good at it so you don't stuff it up and people die. Yeah. Yeah, well, these guys are getting paid a lot of money. Bodies don't just change at the whim of uh, the AFL commission, though, do they? Like, they don't get to the spleen and go, <laughs> oh, jeez. It's actually kind of spleen. Yeah, yeah. Or, Am I cutting the... Is it, is it cutting the spleen? Is the spleen one of those not necessary organs anymore? Is that... Ah, oh, it's, it's handy. But you don't get to the appendix to take it out and go, oh, geez, it's, it's taken the role of the heart. You know, like, the rules are changing on these blokes all the time. Uh, I don't know whether you can find any holding the ball, holding the man sort of controversy, though, mm. in, in surgery that I'd like to, you know, oh, probably yeah, discuss. Sure you, can. you probably can <laughs> if we thought about it, but... Oh, no, look, it's not. Everybody keeps saying that, but surely there are much harder jobs. Oh, yeah, in yeah. the scheme of things. Maybe there's, in terms of the risk, risk-reward, it's, it's a pretty poor ratio, isn't it? Like, you're at risk of being absolutely annihilated by up to 100,000 people at a time. And mm. what's the reward? Uh, you go unnoticed if you have a good game? Oh, and- yeah, I think they don't do it for the money, I'd imagine, but they do, are remunerated very well. Are they? I, I think so. Um, my perhaps only comment in that regard is that uh, I think what I'd really like to see, and I think what a lot of people would like to see, is uh, the, the umpires actually having played the game okay. themselves All right. and actually getting a feel for it. Right. Uh, so that's a special, especially for your your um, lack of intent in keeping the ball in and things like that. Mm. To know, yeah, okay. All right, well... Look. I'm also, while we're just finishing that one, I'm also worried that umpires are sort of becoming more, instead of being umpires, they're now just health and safety officers, really, because mm. I think the um, high contact mm. is overriding every other free kick and that's basically what they're, they're sort of just looking for that every single time and that's where my point about um, <clears throat> not looking at the blocking and all the you know, holding and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I think they're just so preoccupied with the concussion if issue it's, and yeah, that it's, it's sort of... Um, Mm. Okay, yeah, fair. Soon fair. we might have to have four umpires and four health and safety officers on the ground at the same time. I wonder if we'll, we'll have more a stop start. people out there than... We'll have a stop-start situation where, you know, kicking out from full back and the, uh, the person kicking out will have to fill out a risk assessment form. Yeah. I'm planning on kicking this one near the boundary. Yeah. <laughs> I can see, see six people. <laughs> what are the risks? Well... Yeah. Yeah. And does everybody know their responsibilities? Has everyone got the app downloaded to their phone just so mm. that they've got everyone's health and information and mobile phone numbers? Mm. Yeah, all right. Well, on that note, oh, we better just get the tone up for yeah. the next, uh, next the quarter. the end of the controversy. What do we got? A quiz coming up? A, a sort of a quiz. Okay, a quasi-quiz. Quasi-quiz. <laughs> okay, see you in a minute. Welcome back to the third quarter. It's episode 18 of Back to the Footy, and I'm here with the great, noted power boat champion of Abu Dhabi, Sean Torrent. 
Thanks, uh, Sean Torrente. I think you'll find Torrente. It yeah. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Michael. Um, oh, I've struggled with this quiz. Okay. Yeah, I've struggled with it. I've, I've, I'm not, I'm not happy with my own work. I had to see this morning. I had an, I had my appointment with a, with a, a, a very fine gentleman who gives me a, a little bit of a hand with my. Uh, you know, it just keeps him on the straight and narrow, mental health-wise. Okay. And, uh, and uh, yeah, shout out there for, for everybody to have a little think about if they're okay or not. And if they, maybe they need a bit of, bit more professional help than just a bit of mateship. Yeah, right. Or a bit of love one work. But, yeah, yeah. I, I find with, uh, with uh, uh, my friend, it's a bit like going to the motor, motor mechanic. You, you know how you roll up with your car and you think at the time, or you, you think at the time, just a service, yeah. you know, it's going um, pretty well. You yeah. know, the car's going pretty well. And then they just lift the bonnet up mm. and all of a sudden there's that teeth sucking. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm, you know, probably all right. I'm not really sure, but perhaps we could, you know, maybe we could have a bit of a look at this. This doesn't, it's not, oh. And you yeah. think, oh, I thought I was all just here for an oil I thought, change. I thought I was just here for an oil <laughs> change, but there's there's a few things, there's a few things that need okay. looking at a bit more than that. Yeah, I must, must tell you though, uh, he, and I'm paying for this as he's telling me this. He's a he's a uh, he's a Melbourne boy, a Glen Waverley boy. Okay, and he he told me that the two did a lot of tram work mm. uh, over the years with his, you know coming in on the. I think the number 96 might be. I uh, know oh that's a bit that, further north. It's more your Camboyle Hall, isn't it? Oh, 96, if memory oh. serves, is the St Kilda Beach, uh, Nicholson Street. Oh, you know, it is too, yeah. Um, he'd be more your um, Glen Waverley line yeah. train. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Stopping oh. old stations. Classic some line. quite unnecessarily. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, a good it goes, through, it goes through some stations where you know that that entire locale or suburb have never used public transport yeah. in their lives. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, and there's many... I'm st- looking at you, two stations in Turak where they're always nobody getting on and yeah. off. Hmm. Yeah. One of them's even called a really posho name and I can't even think what it is. But he was saying... Oh, I can't think of it. No. Yeah, yeah. His, his, his great fears were always Hawthorne and Carlton supporters okay. after games. I thought that was a very strange sort of thing. And he said... Was he paying you for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah at this point. I'm paying him to find out this. He's supposed to delivering, you know, professional, mm. you know, professional mental health care. And yeah. what I'm finding out is he's got some real problems here with Orthon and Carlton supporters. And he's telling me that the, the supporters who were much maligned and he always had great dealings with were Richmond and Collingwood supporters. Mm. Well, we've talked about Collingwood and, supporters. We have on, on the pod. Like, I would like to be able to say that I that they're all terrible people, but I don't really know a bad a Collingwood supporter who's actually mm. a, a bad person. Like even Martin, who just interrupted us recording yeah, this, wrecked uh, half of the third quarter, wrecked half of the, the third podcast. quarter, which you, you you'll never get to hear except for the uh, the outtakes VHS that we might <laughs> release later on. He's a Collingwood supporter and salt of the earth. Absolutely. Great fella. Yeah. So, so that, that was, that, anyway, that was my, my friend's, uh, he was my ta- his take on the issue, really. That, okay. Yeah, which I thought was very strange. Now, listen, was the trigger for, going, for meeting this fella and going to seek his counsel um, your inability to dance in front of other people or just that all? Oh, it's all part of the whole. Okay. You know, it's all yeah, packaged up. It's, yeah, it's all packaged up. Yeah, I'm a mess. No. Um, <laughs> now, do you remember? Here's the quiz. He doesn't ever just you know, like tap you on the, on your chest and go pasa doble. <laughs> you know, strictly boring. When <laughs> the grandmother just everything turns around for uh, what was that guy's oh, yeah. name? Mark, um, oh, the, the dancer. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're pressing into issues I have no memory for. Oh, sorry, mate. Um, pasa doble. Oh, yes. Go on. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> paying for podcast material rather than assistance. I yeah. know. That. Anyway, do do you remember where the following things took place? Um, prodigy, football prodigy John Greening was cut down in his prime by the uh, by the absolute black hat of Jim O'Day, uh, St Kilda player. Yeah, and he and 
Jim O'Day cut him down. Older members of the audience will remember this, and, and, and friend of the show, Barry, especially because he played under John Greening when he moved back to Tasmania. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah he coached fourth, who I played for. I, I don't know where anything about that incident had happened before I was born, I presume. It did. Um, and, but I presume it was either... Who did, who did um, Greening play for? Collingwood. So it was either Victoria Park or Moorabbin. And I'll flip a coin In and those say... Days, yes, it was. Moorabbin. Moorabbin. Right. Junction Oval. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is a where did things happen. Okay. So I've started slowly, obviously. Is there a, is there a link between them or it's just a bang, bang, bang? It's just a bang, bang, oh, bang. Oh, okay. Yeah, I no, know the answer I, to I'm the just trying one. not to go with South Warrnambool as the answer. Oh, to really. <laughs> that's what it was going to be. And I was here for this incident. Where did the pie... Uh, the pie stand burned down during the game. The entire stand, the, the, the pie dispensing hut. Well, just before I answer that, apologies to Paul Mercurio, who was the oh, actor in Strictly too, Laura. Yes. We should Mark. have remembered that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very, very good too. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Pass a dog, please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So uh, there was no Pasadoble when the pie... The pie the, stand burned down. The pie down. stand burned down. I was oh. there that day. Were you? I was. I was in the standing room. Back in the absolute... Now, this is before your time. This is in a grim time. This is in a, such a grim time that I was there and I saw in the standing room. You couldn't get out. It was absolutely chock-a-block. It's the sort of thing And that I saw happen. a bloke... Oh, and this is not going to sound great. And yeah. a friend of the show, Chappers, he won't like this. But I saw there was the blokes just the blokes just urinating where they stood onto That's the ground because you couldn't get out. Just giving me a, uh, a clue there potentially was it Princess Park? No. Oh no! I could you could always get out at Princess Park. I found. Is it? Yeah, yeah not, no. you couldn't always get up Royal Parade on on a tram after the game. No. Although no. Be, when I was younger, yeah. you always had the because that was in the old days of the large. Uh, VB or whatever steel beer can. Oh yeah. And when you were young, you could collect up six of them. Yeah. And you could stand yeah. and see over. Yeah. See over Classic. the adults. So good. On the steel, you couldn't do that on the aluminium beer can. You could if they were full. Oh, you could if they were full. Yeah. But they never were. <laughs> Not in the outer in those days. And I did see, much to my absolute delight. And it wasn't the day the pie stand burnt down, but it was. But it was at the same ground. I saw a bloke who'd had one too many of the uh, of the steel can Abbott's Lager. Yeah. Um, or Abbott's. Was it? I don't remember exactly. But anyway, the uh, the Abbott's the fifth beer that Carlton United produced, and um, yeah, no. Instead of um, instead of urinating on the ground in the time honoured tradition, which was still uncomfortable for all those getting splashed on the back of the jeans and things like that, he just urinated straight into a bloke in front of him's overcoat pocket. Oh. oh. <laughs> now that's a nice how do you do, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. I, I was only about nineteen at the time. I just at uni, and I can remember, I can remember almost collapsing with laughter. I'd rarely seen at that age, I think watched a lot of Benny Hill and Two Ronnies at that point in yeah, my life, yeah. I'd rarely seen anything funnier in my entire life. Might have been out there with friend of the show, Charlie, I think. I'm not really sure. Okay. Where did it happen? Uh, so it was in Princess Park. Was it in the uh, west or the north? Or the or sort of the western north. Windy Hill. Windy Hill. I never liked going out to Windy Hill. Melbourne always got beaten, but... My goodness, I saw some wonderful things, including yeah. the pie stand burning down. Where did they hold Tuesday night football? This is just memory lane work. Lakeside Oval? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. heard about that. Yeah. That's where I met um, Dougie Wade coming out of the public doors. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah lovely, lovely bloke. And um, where did Nicky Winmar... I'm bringing this chronologically forward, you see. Oh, this is my time. When did Nicky Winmar uh, take a stand? Victoria Park. Victoria Park. 1994. April the something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wasn't that a great... And who did he take the stand with that day? They agreed before the game. Gilbert that... McCann. Yeah, one of the nicest yeah. blokes I have ever met. I took the young fella when he was quite young yeah. to, um, to the footy show 
Oh yeah. The indigenous voice. Yeah, that Gilbert McAdam. Oh, the um, um, the one that starts with Y. Yeah. Yeah. Yokai. Uh, Yokai. Um, but it wasn't called that in those days. Okay. Oh, we just loved it. I thought it was the best footy show. And, uh, he just was desperate to go, so I took him down to um, the um, the studios down at Ripon Lee. Met Gilbert McAdam before the show. Yeah. Oh, he was such a good guy. Yeah. So that that's a big memory. Um, and um, and here's the strange one. Perhaps the last. What what ground started off as an old stone quarry? It got filled in and they put an oval there. Now that's a really hard is it, question. Is it currently in use? No. None of these are in use. An old stone quarry. Mm. Uh, they filled it. Uh, stone quarry. Yeah, so, stone quarry. I mean... It's a quite a deep quarry, isn't it? Yeah. And filled it in to make a footy oval. Um... I'll put you out of your misery. Well, just hang on, just give me I'll a... give you some clues. Yeah. It also was the home of the Peanut Man, who <laughs> just went for the entire game around the, the ground, just went around, peanuts a shilling, peanuts a shilling. Oh, right. So pre-1966. Yeah. Oh, I was too young to go, obviously, then, but yeah. that's what I And it also was the home of the foot-long hot dog. Is that right? Yeah. I'm but... giving you a bit of a clue there with the hot dog. The hot dog? Yeah. Is it... Um, and the ground in 1953 is the only ground that's ever been completely submerged for a game. Really? Yeah. Versus Fitzroy. Fitzroy only kicked one goal for the whole day. But the actual ground was literally, actually, underwater. Well, Fitzroy playing a home game there? Stone quarry, you see. That's your problem. Yeah. No, Fitzroy were not playing a home ground. Did they end up Otherwise, playing home I'll games? Give you the Did question they play of, home games at some point? Uh, they might have played Princess home Park. Game. No, we keep playing Princess Park. <laughs> I don't know. For no, for no good reason. Western Oval. Western Oval. Is that what they did play there? For yeah, they did. Yeah, I yeah, said yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah they did play home games. But this was a this was a this was a Footscray home game. Is that yeah. a, was that a stone quarry out there? Yeah. All right. Yeah. The Whitten Oval. Yeah, it was a stone quarry. Okay. And uh, mention, mention Fitzroy, the Brunswick Oval uh, was originally part of the Edinburgh Gardens. Yeah, an actual part of the Edinburgh Gardens. And it sort of just got progressively sort of cordoned off. So that's oh, wow. sort of, yeah. That's I'm a great lover of the Edinburgh Gardens. Oh, yeah, I've, I've spent many afternoons in the Edinburgh Gardens. Barbecues. Oh, absolutely. Kick kick. It's a lovely place for, for a bit of family work. Yeah, um, I heard a story. Um, I heard a story on the weekend. The guitarist in the band during lockdown. I think it was the Edinburgh Gardens. He um, he met up with another another player, and every I think every Sunday or sometime like during the whole time, they'd go out and play. Um, I think every Midnight Oil album. From start and they sat at one point five meters, and I think it was every Sunday, and by the end. Or by, by very soon after they started, people would come and stand at 1.5 metres around them and just listen and hang out. Listen and... to a Midnight Oil album? Yeah, just two blokes playing them on their guitars. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, no. Like re-enacting. So just a little acoustic session? A little acoustic session, people hanging around, all at 1.5 metres, kicking, kicking a, like you talked about people kicking a soccer ball because you couldn't handle the, the footy. Um, he even said that a policeman came in with his car, went... Got out, cracked open a beer, and said, "1.5 meters." <laughs> Fantastic! Isn't that, isn't that great? Oh, I love that. Yeah, Edinburgh That's, Gardens. Yeah, it all happens around Citation there. Citation needed, I think, Edinburgh Gardens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go with it. Lives in that area. Yeah. Now, my last, my last little thing about Western Oval, nineteen seventy nine. I've just this is great. I was just reading a bits and pieces of a blog. I don't know where it came from or anything, but at one point, there's a person on the blog called Graham. Um, he learned to play the bagpipes with the Footscray Highland Pipe Band in the changing rooms. Oh, yeah. That would have, that would have been Ooh. reverberant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Under the Sutton stand. Um, but this other guy, Sean, uh, my, for name's sake, sake. Yeah. 
Um, I just this really tickled my fancy from this guy, this Sean's blog. He said, uh, "It's just Sean who uh, lives in the uh, the leafy green affluence of Bo Morris." Mm. Um, he described Witten Lovell once when he went down there as a play in four acts. As you would if you're from Bo Morris, yes, you probably would describe would. something that way. <laughs> and then go circa 1979. <laughs> okay, but anyway, no, he improves, he improves. Um, he said, I was the first time, I, first time at, at uh, the Western Oval as a kid. So I was standing by the hot dog stand near the goals at the Barclay Street end. Yeah, I can picture that. Mm-hmm. Quarter time, I was distracted by a girl in a bulldog's beanie pashing on. And that's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> pashing on with a boy in a Footscray duffel coat. Half time, I see the girl wolfing down about four, possibly stolen in his opinion, hot dogs. At three quarter time, I saw her vomiting her guts out behind the hot dog van. <laughs> And after the final siren, I saw her snogging the duffel-coated boy again. Oh, it's a plain four acts. It's, Isn't that a beautiful memory? Yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Gosh. I think on it that, takes you back. On that, it? <laughs> on that note, we should probably uh, just go and check the classification for this episode, and uh, and we'll we'll take a break. Yeah. yeah. I, I was quoting. I wasn't making it up. No, it's here. It's here on my computer. Yeah. I think I'm going to get in trouble from the IT department just for having such content on a work computer. Well, yeah. we live in the real world. Four, four hot dogs. Yeah, three, three or four. Three mm. or four. Yeah, I think he's doing a bit of projecting with the perhaps stolen. Yep. But it's a bit Bo Morris for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you in a minute. Welcome back to the final quarter of episode 18, Back to the Footy. I am here with the Paul Mercurio of motor yachting. This is Sean Torrente. Uh, member number 16672. 72. Mm. Um, yes, in a particularly uh, good week uh, for the podcast, Michael, with the student of the game turning 21. Mm. And... Um, just while I'm on that, here's... Um, a red letter day. Oh, red say? letter day. What is a red letter day? Like, oh, where, does the, where does it come from, do you know? You bring up things that we haven't really planned for. <laughs> that's, that's mine. Now we'll have to actually find out. <laughs> but while you're finding out, I must tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll do a bit of a filler here maybe uh, because he's... <laughs> His dad was talking about a game that the student of the game played when he was a younger footballer, I think somewhere in his underage, mm-hmm. under 14-ish, under 16-ish. And um, being a Hobart boy, um, quite often these games, these underage games, are covered by... Um, they're actually in grand finals and finals, actually covered by a TV company called Duff TV. Oh. Yeah. And they commentate and the whole works. Yeah, right. And... Um, Apparently, this one that the student of the game was played in, he he uh, he was uh, down. The ball went into parts of his body to cause great injury and mm. knocked him to the floor. And you know, it was a quest. You know, it was difficult to know if he was actually going to make it up to take the free kick. Mm-hmm. And um, but as soon as the free kick was given, the student of the game apparently. Leapt to his feet, and, oh, yeah, like right. Lazarus himself. He was back, <laughs> and in the commentary, the commentator says, "Well, uh, if he hasn't got a future in football, he's certainly got one in acting." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great line. Yes, yeah, a student of the game. In soccer as well, uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah. So we might have to quiz him on that next week. I think so. Mm. Yeah, that's a. It um, would be a shame if that was the only great memory of his dad. Uh, mm. of his dad's about his football career but um, we'll sure. question the student of the game further yeah that's where I um, that's where I learnt the phrase like a chook with his head cut off <laughs> when my dad I overheard my dad well I overheard <laughs> I was sitting right next to him describe my first game in the under 14s mm. yeah running up and down the wing like a chook with his head cut off oh. <laughs> it was with uh it was, you know, oh, my with, mother once with love. To, uh, once served just, with love. My mum once described me once something somebody a Dan asked her because she said, she said that I uh, did a lot of 
being near the ball, <laughs> wringing my hands. <laughs> yeah. so just not actually going in and getting it, just yeah. shaking, wringing my hands yeah. at my sides because I wasn't quite sure whether to, oh, oh, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. Oh, Mary, oh dear. Mary's been describing uh, they play hockey at lunchtime at the moment and, and she um, she's came home the other day, she was elated. And I said, you know, you're in a good mood. What, you know, good day, what, what happened? She said, oh, the best time playing hockey today. Oh, what was different about it today, man? Oh, today I decided to actually go and try and get the ball. Oh, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> She'd just been hanging back with the goalie, you know, just in case. Oh, right. And she finally got in there and apparently she, uh, you know, Oh well, she, some, she found her way through. Sliced, well, sliced some, through the there's some genes in that family yes. for, uh, <laughs> for for contact sport. If, if by genes you mean clean at the end of the game. Now <laughs> yeah, it's a very good round of football coming up. Oh, hang on, I've just found Red Letter Day as well. Uh, it's a day of any special significance or opportunity. Its roots are in classical antiquity. For instance, important days are indicated in red in a calendar dating from the Roman Republic. Oh, right. Red Letter Day. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got something to thank uh, Tiberius and Caligula, etc. <laughs> for. That's uh, <laughs> Nero and Augustus. <laughs> Very good. Uh, like a bit of Roman Republic work. Hmm. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> well, Friday night definitely is a stay in night. And if you're not not a big necessarily a big uh, pizza, red wine, and footy Friday night type person, um, as I know many people are, mm. uh, then I would suggest it's high time you took up this hobby because Geelong and Collingwood are going around on Friday night with both teams with everything to gain and everything to lose, and I think that's just going to be an absolute a beauty. Uh, a little hamstrung Collingwood by uh, the lack of a day cost. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think that's... Uh, and so are Geelong because they won't have uh, a Blitzarves. They yeah. may well have Tom Hawkins back, but oh, who really? knows? Okay. Who knows? But I think it's just going to be a ripping game. Yeah, should be a great game. Big crowd in. Oh, I think it'll be a really good crowd. Yeah, and uh, I won't be watching it live. I'll be up on the mountain singing sea shanties and drinking whiskey. But, uh, but I'll put it on when I get home. Well, that's all right. So long as you put it on when you get home. I will, I'll be sure. So we've watched it in full. Um, North and Essendon, I'm just hoping desperately after last... This weekend, it's just gone, that North can perhaps... They'll get a win. Have a win. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't think Essendon deserved to win last week. They were got over the line. Well, it's, at, uh, it's a North home game, so confirmation bias. You know, the crowd, the roaring. Yeah, if, if the North 13, crowd were anything to 13, go by yesterday. <laughs> oh, gee, that's not a big crowd. Yeah. Uh, Sydney, Gold Coast, both teams mathematically can still make the eight. Inclu- and they'll yeah, be Gold giving Coast. it everything. Yep. Uh, it is in Sydney, though, so we would suspect Sydney will. And, and they're coming, maybe coming good at the right end of the season. Brisbane-Adelaide would be a cracking game if it wasn't for the fact it's in Brisbane and Brisbane seem to be able to yep. win in Brisbane pretty comfortably. Yeah. And Adelaide are not great on the road. No, no, no. fair to say that's, yeah. that's expected. And we might deal with the other... West Coast Frio now is a non-event because neither of them can make the eight and it's really of interest only to as a local derby for local people. <laughs> I'd like to keep it that way, to be honest. <laughs> if I get to say that again for it's a few years, I'll people. be very happy. A very good With line, due mate. respect to uh, Heather, who um, I know probably would have been tormented by Frio's inability yeah, to get she over would the have line been. yesterday. Heather from Rockingham. Mm, a bit sad for Heather last night. I thought Frio should have got up, but um, that's the way. But there are some very, very good games. Carlton Melbourne probably being... Match of the round. Uh, yeah, well, if Collingwood and Geelong isn't, then I think Melbourne-Carlton probably oh, Melbourne-Carlton's going to be a great game. Carlton beat a powerhouse yesterday in St Kilda. <laughs> 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 they made St Kilda look second rate. Oh, it's not well, the fact that St Kilda are second rate. It's that they made us look second rate. And 
But uh, St Kilda were in fifth position. Yes, we were. Yeah. And as we've commented, like uh, like the, the I forget the uh, the Russian general who's, who's standing on the the hills overlooking the, the the potential, the charge of the light brigade, and must have been wondering at the time, goodness, you know, what are they doing there? Mm. Why? How did they get there to even attempt to do that? Rostropovich. No, that was Cedrus uh, Rokosovsky. Rokosovsky. Yeah, no. He's, Rostropovich he is a famous, famous cellist, I believe. Yeah, Siege of Stalingrad and a bit of work down at Rostov on Don, I think, at some stage in the Rostov on Don. In 1942-3 or whatever. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, they. Um, I think a lot of people looking at the Saints in fifth and thinking, gee whiz, they, uh, yeah, we don't they need might to dwell on... struggle a little bit at that position. But... Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, they, they gave, a, gave I think, it a, a cart in the hot at the moment. Yeah, and Saints gave it a good crack for an hour. They did. They did. No more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a great last quarter, was it? No. So no. Carlton and Melbourne? Carlton and Melbourne, I think, is, um, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a game. You'd think Melbourne, Melbourne will get... Melbourne will get... Um, Melbourne have Oliver and possibly Fritch back, but they've lost Petty. Uh, Carlton have still lost Harry Mackay. Do they get uh, some of their midfielders back? Oh, they got Paddy Dow. Yes. We'd be interested to see whether he can put a second game (laughs) together. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, that's going to be a great game. I suspect Carlton will win that. I think they've got more to gain. Melbourne are perhaps just uh, doing a bit of extra training at the Mm -hmm. moment. I suspect Collingwood Port probably been doing a bit of extra training too. And Port, unfortunately, have had the double whammy of um, the perfect storm of getting really bad injuries at this time of year. Well, um, they'll beat GWS at home? They should beat them at home. But, um, gee, they're putting, they're putting a lot of um, players out on the ground that haven't played too many games. Mm. And, uh, yeah, uh, Kenny's going to have to work some magic there. And lastly, the Saints-Richmond. Our second 3.20pm Sunday special in a row. Yeah. It's a good, good time slot. It is a good time slot. Game finishes in yeah. time for dinner. I, well, I, I like the fact that it, the, the last quarter's just sort of uh, about to start and uh, you can just pull up a very nice, uh, pull up a little side table with some um, some cheese and some slime <laughs> and uh, perhaps an Aperol spritz oh, yeah. and uh, enjoy the last quarter. Yeah. Yeah, different people enjoy football in different ways. They do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but look, that's going to be a it'll be a hard fought game mm. between two middle of the table teams and the it's, Saints. It's a mid table clash. Yeah, in some ways. But like every game between now and the end of the year, this is the stakes are high. They are for the Saints. I mean, this could mean for the first time this year dropping out of the eight. Yeah, and I'd take that as a win if I was a Saints supporter that you've <laughs> oh, been yeah. in the eight all year. This has been one of the greatest years of my life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Comfort, oh, well, like imagine being a Saints supporter. A comfort, comfort in the fact that still week to week we don't expect to win. Hmm. Like we've looked bad, so it really is a bonus when we win. Yeah, a pleasant surprise. And you've been just, and, you've and, yeah. been just described in in glowing terms a number of times this year. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I think uh, talking of just describing things in glowing terms. Hmm. Um, I did some. I've been doing some work at a new, new, a new school. A bit of, bit of relief, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's the relief plays a large part in the story because I, um, I happened when I was there the other day to have to to, to visit the toilet. Okay. And um, what do I find? You know, there's a there's a couple of spare wrapped up still, you know, rolls of toilet paper in the toilet. I'm just looking around. I think. You'll never guess what the name of the, the brand of toilet paper in this, this place was. What? The most ironic name for toilet paper, you know, that you could ever Are get. Are you about no. to tell me you've just discovered who gives a crap? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no, no. No, this is heavy-duty irony. Right. This toilet paper was called Elegance. Oh. For, <laughs> for a life pursuit that's really... Anything but elegant. Elegance. Elegance. Imagine the marketing meeting. <laughs> Gee whiz. This product. Yeah. What sets it apart? 
It's elegant. It's elegant. Yeah. It's elegant. Yeah. What do we use it for? Well, probably, yeah. We could all, use it for yeah. a lot of elegant God, things, but yeah. it's mainly going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just had a little snigger to myself. Yeah. I think, gee whiz, the marketing there is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're 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 pushing it uphill mm-hmm. now for the with sake, elegance for the <laughs> for the sake of our our listeners, um, Anthony and Judy. We better not continue down this line. Too no, much no, further. they don't like that sort of talk. They've voiced their disapproval in the past. <laughs> they have. Um, but we're looking forward to a very very good weekend of football. Be a great weekend. And uh, what else have you got? Anything else planned? I have nothing else planned, just watching some really top-notch football. and Matildas? Just, uh, yes, hopefully get up over Denmark. Have uh, you stayed in touch with the tournament as a whole? Uh, or just I, the free-to-air element? I, I, just the free-to-air element. I'm very glad that the, uh, whatever it was, the 21-day games have finished in the cricket. Um, we sat through, mm. sat through that, and that was appalling in every way. The twenty-one day, the ashes. Twenty-one day innings. That's how I saw the ashes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big rap for one day cricket, but there is good things going on around the world. Uh, <laughs> and with the rugby world cup coming up, we could all be pleased that the status quo is maintained, where the Wallabies led comfortably at halftime on Saturday night yeah. and still managed to absolutely. Yeah. Stink it up in the second half. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, whiz. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, uh, may your second half be better than the Wallabies for the week. <laughs> and uh, if you feel like writing to us, back to the footy at gmail.com. Write it on some elegance toilet paper. Yeah, that'd be great. Just take a, <laughs> take a picture and attach it as a, as a low-res JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we'll hopefully see you next week with the student of the game. Yes. Who's now legally able to drink in the United States. Yes. (laughs) Have a good week.